baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. Well, 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 look who's in the studio with me this afternoon. My old friend, Jessica Radla. I haven't seen you. Young friend, Yeah, Oh, that's true. (laughs) I'm I'm the old one. My young friend, Jessica Radloff, who just wrote this book on the Big Bang Theory. But I feel like I haven't seen you literally in years, which is probably because we haven't seen each other in literally years, I right? I know. It's so crazy. When was the last time I was here? I can't even remember. It's we been should, years. We should set the stage and a little bit. I'm still young. Well, you are. You look great. But we should <laughs> kind of explain, because you know I switched over to 97.1, and you were with me for many years on the KMOX side. Let's give a little background on that before we get into how you came to write this book about one of the most popular shows in television history. Because you were always, and you know this, and I don't say this to embarrass you, but I always say that you're like one of the most connected people, if not the most connected Hollywood person here in St. Louis. And you've reported on awards and Hollywood type of uh, stories for years now in several, uh, you know, different incarnations, if you will. But you've been with Glamour Magazine now for a while, right? For 11 years, which is... Has it been that long? It has, so I am old. (laughs) (laughs) That'll be the running theme. Young versus old. But yes, we were doing years. this before that even happened. I know. Happened. I've known you for a really long time. Yeah. The Twitter brought us like together. You. Remember the, the Twitter, Twitter brought us oh together? Oh, God, the Twitter. I love how you say the Twitter. Because it was, it, we had lunch one time at the, the old Jackbox. Was it the Four Seasons? I yeah. thought it was Jackbox, oh, but you might too. be right. Yeah. But it was Derek Gould, Chris Reimer, who mm-hmm. was uh, Rizzo Tease on Twitter. And yeah. we all kind of were chiming in on others, you know, our our posts in the early days of Twitter, and I don't know who it was. I think it was Reimer, so let's get together for lunch, and that's how we became friends, and that's how I met you years ago. I know, and I was back writing for AOL St. Louis and covering the Cardinals and yeah, everything around then. You want to was... you want to hear something sad? Um, because Not the other really. thing, yeah, the other thing that Jessica and I used to we used to see each other in L.A. and I would go out for Channel Four. You were on Channel Four on Great Day this morning. This... And what happened was with Great Day St. Louis, they kind of cut back in the pandemic. So I was going to Hollywood. It had probably died down in 2019 to only three times a year. But for a while, I was going you know six, seven, eight times a year, yeah. and we'd hang out, have a bite to eat, or something like that. But the pandemic kind of killed my movie stuff, and it's it's a little sad for me, but it is what it is. I know. That is very sad, because I would like you out in L.A. more for sure. So Well, I, I miss it. I do. I grew to like L.A. quite a bit. And the, um, well, yeah, you mentioned, that's right, you mentioned the Four Seasons. That was, the Four Seasons was in Beverly Hills. We yes. had lunch here at Jack Buck's. That's right. where my confusion came in. Yes. yes, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to confuse oh, you. Oh, the desserts at the Four Seasons. Amazing. So the Big Bang Theory, yes. we've talked a lot about this. You had a relationship with um, with the cast, the producers. You were in the series finale, right? A little cameo in there. I was in a scene with Sheldon and Amy, which was so cool. Tell, to tell the to quick do. story of how that came about. It came about because during the 200th episode party for the Big Bang Theory, I was playing a game with everyone saying, can you spell Kuthrapali, which was Raj's right. last name. Right. And Steve Malaro, who I adore, I said, all right, Steve, spell it. And he spelled it wrong. And he said, I didn't spell it wrong. I write this show. I know. And I said, well, you spelled it wrong, Steve. So he's like, no. And then he was so embarrassed. And he said, oh, my God. He goes, what happens now? And I said, I want a cameo on the show. Totally joking. Not right, thinking right. it would happen. And he was like, 
Okay, fine. And then nothing happened. So this was back in season um, eight or nine, I believe it was. And then really the series finale where his assistant called and was like, okay, we have a role for you. I mean, but what better way? What great timing to That's get to awesome. do it for the series finale that I got to play a journalist. Yes. I mean, big stretch for me. Right, but, you exactly. Know. <laughs> but you had, you had, um, and this will kind of walk us into the oral history of the Big Bang Theory, which is now out and you're in town to... Um, Signed copies, but you had developed a relationship and even a friendship with some members of the cast, right? Yeah, and that's why I said, you know, when this book was first, you know, broached as a, as a possible idea, I said, I'm not going to do this unless Chuck Lorre and the cast are on board. Because if right. they don't want to do this, then I'm not doing it. I'm not going to risk those relationships. But I also wanted them, even though we are all very close, I knew they had to be very honest and open with me. Sure. You know, this this couldn't just be all rainbows and sunshine. We had to really tell the story of everything that went on behind the scenes of the show and how it became the hit that it did, because it did not start that way. Yeah, maybe we should go back to, to that point. I don't really remember how it started. Well, it started with a TV pilot, and uh, and it failed. I mean, it, it was it was terrible, and they will be the first to admit that. Same cast or different people? A little bit different cast. Okay. You still had Johnny Galecki and Jim Parsons in the lead role, but there was a different actor playing the role of Penny, which was called Katie at the time. Okay. And I interviewed her for the book because imagine what that was like to be cast as the female lead in The Big Bang Theory and then have it recast and then it go on to be this huge global phenomenon. Is it someone we know? No, okay. but she was a writer. She went on to become a writer for Schitt's Creek, and she's done a lot of other... Great different, show. Yes, great show. She's done a lot of other shows. She's never given an interview before. This was her first oh, interview wow. for the book about that experience. And um, yeah, it was a totally different pilot. You know, some elements were the same. You can watch bits and pieces on YouTube, actually, if you, if oh, you yeah. kind All of right, I'm search have to try for that. it. Um, but it was very dark, and, you know, they, they really... Um, they did another pilot because the first one wasn't going to go. And um, they they redid the sets. They changed the characters. They brought in Kuthrapali and Wallowitz because they did not exist in the first pilot. So all those character breakdowns are in the book, too. You see how it kind of evolved. And it was also called Lenny, Penny, and Kenny originally. It wasn't even called The Big Bang Theory. So this show went through a lot of transformation to get to what it was. And even during season one, it only was 68 in the ratings, which is pretty incredible considering it became the number one show. Did, did the pilot ever air, the, the original pilot? No. Okay. The original pilot never aired, so you can see little bits and pieces of it online. I was able to watch the full thing to prepare for the book. Um, but you can see a little bit of it online. It's totally different. Um, and then, yeah, and then the original... The original second pilot is on HBO Max in its entirety because there is a scene in the very beginning. That's of the, interesting. There's a scene at the very beginning of The Big Bang Theory, which does not air in reruns on TBS because it's kind of risque. Ooh. It takes place at a sperm bank um, with Sheldon and Leonard. And anybody that knows Sheldon and Leonard know they would never be caught dead at a sperm bank, especially back then. Um, but that scene exists on HBO Max. So That's there is so much stuff that, yeah, that didn't... Um, that nobody knew about, and we just kind of uncovered as we were doing this oral history. That is awesome. The Big Bang Theory, the definitive inside story of the Epic Hits series. Jessica Radloff, St. Louis native, is with us to talk about the book. So when when was it then that they realized they were onto something and that the ratings were starting to pick up? Was it the, the end of the first season, the second season? It was actually Comic-Con after season one because Chuck Lorre was scared that nobody was going to show up to their panel. They didn't even understand why they were going to Comic-Con. And then when they were being shuttled from their hotel to the convention center, there was all these people outside 
and they're like, oh, look, there's a lot of people. What show are they there for? And they said, no, they're here for your show. And oh. that's when Chuck realized this is something different. We're, we're on to something that we've never been a part of before. But even so, it climbed from 68 into the low 40s for season two. Syndication is when it really exploded in season five. But they knew at Comic-Con that this was something different. So the, the chemistry obviously developed in, in a very great way. But I, I wonder, what was it that had people connected to that show maybe when it was taking off? Was it that? Because Sheldon and Leonard, odd couple, kind of yeah. a little weird, offbeat, different characters we've been used to seeing, yeah. you know, awkward. People could relate to that. People, and it was funny. Yes, it was so funny. And people can really relate to that. It, it's just this feeling. And, you know, it's funny. Chuck Lorre does not like the word nerds. He hates when Big Bang is referred to as a nerd comedy. It's a show about people that were feeling left out and like they didn't belong. And I think all of us can relate to that at some point. It doesn't matter if you're into science or comic books or superheroes or whatever it is. You just sometimes feel different. And I know I did growing up with three learning disabilities. I never felt like I was, you know, part of any particular group. And so people related to these stories of feeling outside. And also, how do you relate to someone that is the more popular person? And how do you forge those friendships? So that's really what it was. And it just kept growing. And people saw themselves in these characters. So when I want you to explain, this is described as an oral history. Uh So because that's a unique, and I've seen oral histories um, related to some other things, but you, well, you describe it. You wrote the book, so yes. you, you have all these characters chiming in. They tell these stories to you from their perspectives, right? right? Diff- and different, and they all kind of converge. Yes. <laughs> or maybe not. <laughs> well, it was so funny because my dad reads all the um, reviews on Amazon, and one person wrote a review and said, this is terrible. She just copied and pasted interviews and from her transcript and put it together. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. You don't understand how oh, an oral history works. Don't read the reviews. And I was like, but it was like one of the only bad ones. So I was fine with it. But um, but I understand why people might think that. What it really is, it's doing the amount of research that went into this and then going to each actor and each person involved in the show, asking them questions, having them tell the story of how this came to be in a narrative that connects the dots. Right. And then also I then insert myself to explain what was going on. And then they kind of go off of that. So it's really the this, this story of how this show became the huge hit that it was and it still is um, with all their personal you sure. know, moments and everything behind the scenes. So that's really an oral history is all the interviews put together in a coherent narrative. So I, I'm guessing this wasn't just done at one shot. So you're talking to Kaylee Cuoco and then do you talk to her again when things come up? How does the process work? Yes, the process. So I did 120 hours of all new interviews with the cast. And basically, so Jim Parsons and I did 20 hours. So we would wow. do two hour sessions. And in person, on the phone, how do you do did, it? Jim and I did it over the phone. Okay. Um, Kaylee Cuoco and Johnny Galecki and I did them over Zoom. So it just depended on what someone's personal preference was. And um, I would ask some questions and then we'd do an interview and then somebody else would tell me a story and then I would take that story and go back to that person. And, you know, there's there's a really funny story where Jim Parsons said to me once, he's like, I forgot to tell you the story about Kaylee Cuoco and the plunger. So he tells me the story about Kaylee and the plunger in their dressing room. And then I go back to Kaylee with this story. And I was like, okay, what's the deal? Tell me what's going on. And she does. So you really just keep bouncing off of each other. And that's how you get these stories, which was really fun. And they really enjoyed it, which was which I think they did not expect to 
enjoy going down memory lane as much as they did. But Jim said it was like therapy for him. That's interesting. Kaylee and the Plungers, great band, by the way, from the 1970s. Kidding. (laughs) I don't know. It just struck me as that. So you've had a couple of nuggets that have broken out into the, the, you know, the national Hollywood news um, world. And we talked to you about this a few weeks ago, but the Kaylee Cuoco short haircut comes to mind, right? Yes. (laughs) She told that story. Yes. See, and I liked it, but it was jarring at the time, wasn't it? Oh, it was so jarring. We ran that excerpt in Glamour before the book came out, and yeah, she chopped her hair. She had this gorgeous, long, blonde hair, and she chopped it into a pixie, didn't tell anybody, and um, it it looked great on Kaylee. Didn't quite work for the character of Penny, even though she was changing careers at the time. But, you know, Chuck says that the ratings dropped. I don't think the ratings dropped. The show got, you know, got more ratings. But, he really um, does say that? He said the ratings he dropped? He said the ratings yeah. dropped, which I get. It dropped on Felicity. It dropped on other shows, you know. But, um, yeah, it wasn't my favorite look. Kaylee rocked it. Penny, eh. So, yeah. yeah. So she goes into that, how she didn't tell anybody and what Chuck's reaction was and yeah, so that was that was a fun one to uncover. And then she had to wear a wig for a little bit, which she hated. And she kept the wig. She still has the wig in her house as a reminder never to cut her hair again. <laughs> That's interesting. So were, were there, and I can't remember, I've seen so many episodes and everything, but were there guest appearances and things like that that you focused on at all? People that came through the show over the years? Yeah, so Bob Newhart did a 45-minute interview for the book, which was so fun. I mean, imagine Bob Newhart calling you. I was here in St. Louis, and, you know, my parents are sitting around the table, and my sister, we're all listening to Bob Newhart, who basically did, like, a comedy show on the phone. Um, Same with Mark Hamill. He had never spoken about his guest appearance on The Big Bang Theory. He married Sheldon and Amy, and um, he's never been interviewed about it. So he was going to do a 20-minute interview with me. He's He was in one episode. I'm like, what more can I ask him after 20 minutes unless I want to talk Star Wars? And he ended up talking to me for an hour and a half because he loves the show. And he was so fascinated Jessica Randolph, you talked to Luke Skywalker yes. for an hour and a half. Yes. That in and of itself, outside of all your other career achievements, is really, I, I think, pretty cool. I, I love that. Yeah, pretty amazing. And he just was so kind and lovely. So, yeah, that was really fun. So he's in the book as well. And, um, you know, you have other guest stars like Will Wheaton, who's in there, and John Ross Bowie. And, you know, so it's really, it was cool to kind of get the band back together here. Well, I followed you. Obviously, we follow each other on the socials. I've seen you've been all over the place. Were you in New York this week? I was in New York last week. I've, I was just figuring it out. So I flew in last night from from L.A. This is my sixth flight in less than a month. So, um, yeah. So it's How is been... this with the tables being turned? Because obviously I've interviewed you over the years, but it's really, it's more of a conversation. But you're the person who interviews, you know, celebrities and, and people that are involved in entertainment. Now the tables are turned. Oh, How's that going? It is eye-opening. Is it? It's been fun, but it's very eye-opening. Do you ever and want you... to say to someone, that's a just dumb question. Ask oh, another yes. one. Oh, yes. No, there has been times that I've wanted to say, like, <laughs> what? Or, you know, it's just, I am so... Um, critical of myself when I'm writing stories and putting it together. And, um, you know, you just, you expect the same with everybody else and that's just not how it sometimes is. So you do really see certain things being on the other side of it, which has been really, uh, very interesting, but there's also been some really wonderful people that have 
done interviews and it's been great. And, and Chuck and I went to Entertainment Tonight and we did a segment there, which was so fun to be back on the set. And have, you now, know, have you so, talked to some of the cast members since it, since it came out? Any connect, I, communication I have. there? They're still talking to me. Thank goodness, you know. So yeah, that's, thank God, right? <laughs> yeah. So that's definitely good. <laughs> Melissa Roush and I did some fun videos from the set as well. She played Bernadette. Um, so I talked to Jim Parsons and I went to see him in his play in New York the other week. And he, I had him sign my copy of the book. And he said in there, he said, thank you for all the hours of therapy. I love you. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really, really proud of this. And I'm also really proud of them because they all went there. Someone said that how they open up in this book is with stories that are usually saved for someone's memoir. They so, would not have done that without your involvement. I'm well, confident of that. You were trusted with this project, and that that's you're, awesome. You're Congratulations. Very, thank you. And you knew very early on it was happening because uh, I was did. so secretive about you this. Were. I was like, I was adamant that nobody could really know. I didn't. You want told the, me at one point, you're like, I think I might have a book project. And then I'm like, okay, tell me about it. And tell me. And then you're like, and I, I'm pretty good, actually, keeping secrets. Yes, so you are. And you I, did. Yeah. And the cast did, too, because I was like, guys, with all the interviews that you do, you make no mention. I just didn't want people to right. know until it was actually announced and you could pre-order it because I just knew that once the fans found out, this would go crazy. Yeah. And I wanted to kind of keep it very close to the, the chest so that we could get this done. Well, let's not bury the reason you're in town. Not only to see the uh, the parents, um, your and mom, the cats. your mom's, yes. oh, the cats. And we, I love my cats, I too. I've, we used to send you pictures of, of the kittens. But you're in town for the Jewish Book Festival, right? Yes. Tonight is the Missouri's own authors event. Um, and it's really cool that they're having me in because I went to camp all my life at the J. Um, nice. And uh, they're having me back there tonight. So it feels weird not going in camp clothes and being there during the summer. But I'm really, I'm really excited. And um, Can fans still show up tonight? Yes, you there... don't have to be Jewish. Okay. You can totally, you can totally go. It's open to everybody, just as camp was and everything. But um, yeah, tickets are on the Jays website okay. at their Creef Core campus, and um, I believe it's twenty five dollars. And I'll be speaking, and then I'll be doing a signing there, and. So, yeah, I'd love everybody to come are you, out. Are you giving the crowd all those books that you brought in you just had me sign because you were tired of signing stuff? Are those the ones you're giving away tonight? I'm just kidding. So what? She's I'm like, I'm so like, what? I am kidding. I always wondered about that because, like, you can't tell me that big name people, not that you're not big name, yeah. who sign copies of books that someone else isn't signing them for them. Like, that's not really No, but signature. you want to know something really funny, and I hope Chuck Laurie doesn't kill me for saying this, but we did a signing at Barnes & Noble in Los Angeles, and the two of us, we just kept, like, sending books around, signing them, yeah. and you get to a point where you forget your own name or what, how you're signing it, and he's like, I think at some point I started signing the book Chick Laurie or <laughs> Chuck Lore or something. He's like, oh my god, that's terrible, and I was like, I like, I think it's very endearing, but you do, you kind of, and then your name doesn't even look right no, anymore. You're like, no. is this, is that how I spell my name? So yes, it's all, it's all us, but at the same time, get too many and you're like, what? No, that's funny. <laughs> is that well, my name? Congratulations on everything. Thank and, you. Uh, Thank you for see, being such a big supporter. You'll see all kinds of pictures and fun stuff and Chick Lori is definitely featured in here. <laughs> In uh, all and, kinds of ways. And by the way, ways. can I tease one more thing in the sure. book? People have always wanted to know Penny's last name was never revealed on the show. You will finally get an answer with photo proof in the book. There you go. Jessica Radloff. I like to call her J-Rad. Enjoy like the stay in St. Louis. The young Mark Reardon. <laughs> the young. Uh, I don't know about that. It's so good to see you. And it's we'll so communicate more. You'll, you. you'll be able to take a little breath soon, I think, right? Yes, definitely. The book comes out in Brazil today. Then Germany in, in April. Oh, no, really so there's no, there's no No, but downtime. I really want to go to Germany and eat pretzels. Absolutely. We'll see you soon.
Can't wait. Thank Our you. whole universe was in a hot, dense state that nearly 14 million years ago expansion started. Wait, the earth began to cool, the autotrophs began to drool, Neanderthals developed tools, we built a wall, we built the pyramids, math, science, history, unraveling the mystery, it all started with a big bang. Get more at 971talk.com. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.